Welcome to Censored Content, where sports are debated and hot takes are stated. We got a lot to cover today. We're talking about Kawhi, the Clippers, adding him and Paul George. We're talking about NBA predictions for this year, a little NBA Summer League. We're going to talk about Nike, what they've been doing, the USA women's soccer team winning the World Cup again. Uh, GTA 6 leaked. We're going to talk about the Open Championship coming up. And to cap it off, we're going to do a couple segments. So, boys, I got Cam with me. I got Pat with me. How are we today, gentlemen? I'm good. Um, I'm excited to get this uh, episode out to the listeners and see what everyone's Yeah, you should be. This is the second time we're recording it after a little technical difficulties. I'm I'm really looking at you on that one, Cam. Yeah, it was a tough day. Um, But, you know, we'll do it again. Uh, Not much has changed in the landscape of sports. We've got some... New stuff to update on, so yeah, should be fun. Glad to be here. Uh, officially my first podcast, even though we did record one, what, two days ago, but as we said, Cam couldn't speak, so technical difficulty. Yeah, we a, are back at it. It's a big day for you, Pat. You're going to be the, the new host of Censored Content just after the second episode, Yeah, big is great. retirement party for my man, Tyler Runnels. Uh, changing his career path a little bit here. Um, you want to tell the people what you're about to do? So yeah, um, me and Jack have just been working a lot on the Free Money podcast, and then I'm going to start uh, just a brief like 15-20 minute uh, business breakdown where we just talk all like uh, what's going on in the business world, economic stuff like that, keep you updated for the week, and then I might, might do a uh, politics podcast just like a half hour long. Once a week as well, talking about what went on in the world of politics because, you know, there's just craziness going on in the world of politics these past few years and in the present today. So, but today we're not talking about that. We're here at Censored Content. We're talking about sports and what's going on in the world. So, let's start off. NBA offseason or NBA free agency is starting to calm down a little. A lot of big changes that we covered in the first episode. But what we didn't get to cover is that Kawhi signed with the Clippers, big move, and then also Paul George traded to the Clippers. Reactions to that? I just think Thunder made away like bandits on this one. They've got probably the biggest haul in the history of the NBA. Uh, So look at what they got. Uh, First of all, two players, uh, Danilo Gallinari, great player, averaged almost 20 last year, six, six rebounds and around two assists. And they got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's just been, he was one of my favorite rookies to watch. Just the way he plays, he's such a smart player, so methodical in how he plays. Doesn't really make too many mistakes, and that's just what you need in looking at a young guy. Um, they also got four unprotected future draft picks, which unprotected picks are hard to come by no matter what. Um, they also got the right to swap picks with the Clippers in the year 2023 and 2025. So even though that seems far away, Still, you just got to gather them picks when you can get them, especially if you're about to go in a rebuild process, which it looks like they could be doing, depending on what they do with Russ later. Yeah, Russell Westbrook uh, is open to a trade. Uh, reported today by Adrian Wojnarowski that the Thunder are, are shopping Westbrook. They're open to all trade offers. And also reported by Adrian Wojnarowski just a little bit ago was that uh, Westbrook is eyeing the heat. So it looks like he's going to be on his way out, and with all these assets now, that's that's a really great position to be in for a team that's rebuilding. I think the Thunder started their rebuild one year too early, and I get it. They had Paul George on contract for two more years, which is why I like the trade. I get it. It's a big trade. They got a huge haul for him, and that's fine. I think those are good pieces for the rebuild. I like Shea Gillis-Alexander. He's going to be good. Like He's going to be very good. Only time will tell. Uh, Danilo Gallinari's proven that he can be a a valuable piece on any team and picks are picks are actually overrated in my mind because those picks the heat might be good now especially if they get Westbrook they're going to compete those aren't going to be lottery picks and the Clippers picks sure as hell aren't going to be lottery picks you're going to be drafting guys in the 20s okay one okay you got one pick Paul George is a superstar you just just let him go and the thing is the thing why I think they should have kept the Westbrook and George together for just one more year. Then you can blow it up and it's fine. Listen, the West is as wide open as it was, and they have two. Those are two superstars that are of the caliber of AD and LeBron. Those are top ten players. Whoa, whoa, those whoa, are whoa. Top, I don't know if that, I say AD. No, 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 not combined. Yeah, but like, think about it. AD and LeBron, two guys in the top ten, probably top five. So they're better. I'm not saying that. But Paul George six, and Westbrook, probably. 
I mean, I, I like AD. I think AD is a top five player. I'm seeing, I'm seeing LeBron's body right now. That's the, only <laughs> thing that's, that's the only thing that got me concerned. All right. His first major injury. In yeah, I understand. But um, I'm just saying, and the Rockets, I think that duo is better than the Rockets duo of Chris Paul and James Harden. 100%. Yeah, and I think... It's, Except uh, it's, the Rockets of James Harden have proven that they can get out of the first round. This is back-to-back years where Westbrook... And Paul George have been bounced in the first round. And for the, for for them, I feel like it's more about the role players around them. I mean, it's tough when you have Terrence Ferguson going out starting with you in that same lineup. Just Stephen Adams is a good player; they overpaid for him. It's hard to bring yeah. in more people to match up around them. That's the thing with this trade too. They were obviously, uh, obviously, my bad, a little strap for cash, and that's what was a main reason behind this. I mean, they were going to pay the luxury tax two years in a row. They were going to be a repeat offender, which barely ever happens. So well, plus I mean, if you go, it's like what happened in Indiana. It's hard to trade someone when they have one year left on their contract. Mm-hmm. Their value goes down, yeah, like crazy. Also, a lot of people are saying that it could have been kind of a get out of jail free card for the Thunder. There have been whispers around like the organization that maybe we can't win with Russ. Maybe the way he plays, we can't win. I mean, that's two years in a row they got bounced in the first round. So this way, they can relieve the contracts if they do end up trading Russ and just kind of start from scratch. I definitely agree with that. I, I really think the Thunder have put them in a great position if you want to go the route of rebuilding. It I depends mean, how they draft. Sam Presti's shown he can do it, though. I mean, look at look what yeah. he did with the Supersonics. He got James Harden, every KD, guy's, Russell every Westbrook. Every guy's hit or miss with drafts. He's been a good drafter, and he's been one of the better drafters. But guys still miss. I mean, he's the but same guy that drafted you're not Mitch ne- McGarry. You're not, necessarily, like you're not necessarily actually going to use these draft picks. Yeah. They're assets. They're trade assets as well. Mm-hmm. So you can go out and get decent role players or even some maybe solid starters with them as well as time goes on. I mean, So it's not like they're depending just on the draft. Yeah, I mean, I love to trade for the Clippers. I just think maybe giving it one more year wouldn't have been bad for the Thunder. Like, yeah, they should have gone and got Paul George, and this haul is equal to maybe Paul George's value. I think they could have got more. I know it's crazy to say that, but it's fine. Well, what it's I fine. think this move does is that it really, really balanced out the NBA. Because if, oh, Ka- yeah. if Kawhi went to the Lakers, I think it would have been Lakers, everyone's obvious favorite. Yeah. But now you're at the point where you can make an argument for four or five teams on winning an NBA championship, right. and you can make an argument for – Probably about 10 teams being able to make the finals, right. well, which is unreal. So let's go Let's go here now. Um, NBA season predictions, give me your top four teams in each, in each conference. Well, um, let's start with the West. All right, sounds good. So I'll start. I think both LA teams are going to be in the top four, and uh, we can see them in the Western uh, Conference semis for sure. I'm not sure what seed they'll be, but they'll, I, I bet they'd be top two, the one and the two. As a third team, I still like the Warriors. I mean, you got to believe in Steph. He's been an MVP before. Uh, Draymond Green is a great value. And they got D'Angelo Russell. Uh, and even if they use him as a trade asset, I'll be interested to see what they get because that's a huge value. I mean, he's a 23-year-old point guard with huge potential. So if they do choose to trade him, it'll be great. And if they choose to use him, I think there's a role for him, at least until Klay Thompson gets back. So they're... I think they're going to be a top four team. And then the four spot, there's a bunch of teams that could grab this. I mean, the West is crazy. Um... I like either Portland or Utah, but I I think Utah had the best off season of any Western team besides Utah maybe the Clippers. Be the second best team the I West. really think yeah. U- yeah. So I'm gonna give Utah the edge over Portland. Give them the top four. I like Portland though too. All right, my top four for the West. It's hard just because yeah. I feel like everyone knows just has the feeling the Clippers are gonna be the number one seed in the West coming this year. They're probably gonna be the favorite. The thing is, load management with the two LA teams, we don't know how much we're going to see Paul George coming off his shoulder injury. Yep. We don't know how much rest Kawhi is going to get. We don't know how much rest LeBron and AD are going to get. That plays huge, plus Boogie on their team now. That's huge for both those teams. So I'll put the Clippers in the top four. I'll leave the Lakers outside, depending on load management. Um, then I got Denver. This is in no particular order, just the top four, I think. Uh, then I got Denver coming in. Uh, I love Jokic. Um Big fan of Jamal Murray. I wow, think. the West is really crazy. They are like, crazy. Yeah. Denver could be in there too. The whole though. team plays the roles. They know how to play. It. There's really like seven or eight that teams team. that could be in this conversation. Yeah, I like uh, I like Utah, 100% yeah. like Utah coming back. Reloaded the team. They had a good season last year. They've always been a good regular season team. Only made improvements. I like their coach. Like their coach? Yeah. He's a good defensive coach, I'm not going to lie. Good systems in place. Quinn Snyder, shout out. Um, let's see, for the four, round out the four, 
probably have to go with I'll probably go with Portland for the regular season. Always proven they've been a really good regular season team. Can't go wrong with CJ and Dame. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, kind of a kind of a hit or miss signing, depending on how it goes. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think the I think Portland will round up around the four seed. So you don't like the Warriors? No, I was thinking about it. I changed my mind on right. this one. I was thinking about it. I was just no. I mean, they're definitely in the conversation, but they could also be. I could see them being way out of it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just they're a weird team to get. I feel right like now. mentally, it's going to be tough going back from the five straight championship runs yeah. to now shooting for. What do they want? A top four seed? Maybe they should be start the season a little bit relaxed. Right. Steph Curry needs an MVP season, and he's definitely capable of doing it, but it's just kind of the mental fatigue that might drag on him. Right. D'Angelo Russell, the more I thought about it, he's really a ball-in-his-hands kind of player, pick-and-roll yeah. kind of player. Really talented. I just don't know how well he's going to fit in that offense. And then Draymond, I think he's a great player, knows his role, does everything really well from rebounding yep. to being a leader, just to, the way he plays the high post and just picks people off with passes. Um I just don't know what his kind of role is going to be on right. this team. He's going to need to be more of a scorer now that Clay's gone. We'll see how it kind of shapes up. All right. So for my four teams in the West, the one and the two seed, it's going to be both LA teams. I'm not sure like which one's going to. I'm not making a choice of who's the one seed and who's the two. I think it's going to be a toss up between those two, and I think we're going to see a great showdown in the Western Conference Finals between the LA Clippers. In the L.A. Lakers, in the Staples Centers, going seven games. I think it's going to be one of the all-time conference finals. He's making bold predictions on his retirement I don't even like the L.A. teams. That would be probably one of the craziest series in NBA history. The battle for the Staples Center, are you kidding me? If that happens, we're having a Tyler week-long special on the pod. Oh, yeah. Come on. So I think those are going to be the one, two, two seeds. Then for the three seed, I think it's going to be Portland. Portland has shown time and time again that they can power. Like they're not totally as star studded as everyone else. Like Damian Lillard is an all time point guard in the NBA. CJ McCollum is a great, great shooting guard, one of the best in the league. But besides that, they don't have anyone that's like super, super crazy. They just traded for Hassan Whiteside, but like I don't really count him as that third star. Right. But they're consistent. They know how to play together, and they're, I really think they're going to be able to pull off that third seed. They lost their wings, too. Right? Yeah, they lost Aminu and Harkless. I have a question on them, too. Ronnie Do you Hood, guys though. believe that C.J. McCollum is a good enough player to be a true second star, especially in this West? Like, yes. It's loaded. I I think he's a great player. I just don't know if he's like going to go up against, like, I can't see Portland making a true finals run. If he has to go up against Kawhi and Paul George with just him and Dame Lillard as Portland's top two, like I just don't see. Well, it. I mean, everyone needs role players. I mean, you saw like, even Paul George wasn't good enough. Yeah. Russell Westbrook wasn't good enough. Number two, Paul George was obviously number one this past year. But That's it's true. it's more than just the stars now. The teams are too stacked, especially with the whole player empowerment. Yeah, but you were just saying everywhere. they lost their wings. Too. Well, I think I think that for Sorry, Portland this past oh. year, making it to the Western Conference Finals, reached their peak with the core that they have without Nurkic too yeah and Nurkic is nice yeah he's good he's nice so, I don't know how many, him and Whiteside are gonna play together they'll probably stagger their minutes but I don't know why they took that contract that was weird <laughs> and then, well Nurkic has come back in like February or there's like the, yeah it's yeah, a broken something. leg so yeah. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long that time that was a disgusting injury it yeah, was but then for my four seed I'm gonna go with Denver Denver like another team that seems to just be running it back with what they've had um, they showed last year how good they could be together. They got their guys. They re-signed Jamal Murray on he a huge paid. deal. He got paid. He secured the bag big time. Uh, I think they're going to run it back. I think they're going to be a good four seed and definitely a threat in the West. Sure. So moving on from there, Cam, give me your top four in the East. The East, I'm going to start at the top, and I'm going to say the 76ers I, and the Bucks. but I'm going to give the one right now to the 76ers. I think they got a lot better with the acquisition of uh, Al Horford. They did lose Jimmy Butler, but I think they got Jason uh, Richardson back for him, and that's a good... Josh. Oh, my bad. We did that last time, too. All right, Josh so Richardson. Josh Richardson. Excuse me. They wish I think Jason Richardson. With the 76ers, there was sometimes like a too many cooks in the kitchen format where they had MB taking shots and Butler taking shots, and Tobias Harris was in the mix, and Simmons, I mean, he's not going to shoot, but he could if he wanted to. Like, so that's the thing, and I think getting Butler out of there and getting Josh Richardson, a guy that maybe doesn't need as many shots as Butler, might be good for them. Al Horford, a guy, too. He's all about the team. He doesn't really care about his shots. You saw him in Boston. He averaged like 11, 8, and I don't know, 4. Like, he's a great role player. He's going to be good for that he'll team. Lock up, like, not lock up, but he, he Oh, he's a very good defender. He's he the MB stopper. 
I mean, same with Giannis. They need someone to guard Giannis, and I mean, he's probably yeah. the best one up in the East. Which is interesting because he was the Embiid stopper, and now he's playing with Embiid, and I don't think anyone in the East can stop Embiid now. And you'll realize, too, Al Horford's a power forward. Yeah. He's been, he transitioned to center because of the necessity of his team, right. but he's naturally a power forward. They can play them together, or they can do the load management thing and stagger both their minutes because Horford's mm-hmm. getting up there in age, and Embiid always needs, he's always some sort he's of He's always on rest. Yeah. yeah. And so they're my favorite right now, but I like the Bucks right behind them as a as a uh, two seed. I think they're pretty much running back the same thing. They lost Malcolm Brogdon, which is a huge loss, a little why I gave him the bump down. But I like the Chris Middleton signing. Um, I'm a big fan of the Brooke Lopez signing as well, and Giannis is going to be Giannis. I think we can expect another great year from him. The three in the East, I don't know. I think it's kind of messy in there, but uh, I like um, maybe the Celtics. They didn't really get a lot worse, but they didn't get better. It's kind of weird. They could be in the mix. I like Kemba Walker. I think he might mix well. And if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can take a step forward, I believe they could slide into the three seed. And then I like Indiana. I think they really got better. They had a big offseason um, with the addition of Malcolm Brogdon. And once Oladipo comes back, that's going to be a really dangerous backcourt. All right, so for my top four in the East, not going in any particular order yet, just... Long, uh, long time till the season starts. A lot of moves to be made, but these are just as of right now the teams I think that will round out the top four. Got Milwaukee running it back, like Cam said. Brogdon's gone, but they got the they got the Lopez twins. Yeah, they got Wesley Matthews, which is a great replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously Giannis is coming back. They signed Chris Middleton for under the medal under the maximum, which I think is a great pickup for his value. They picked up Giannis's older brother on a two-year deal. Uh, try to keep him to stay right there. Because um, what's he up? He's up in two years or something. Yeah, he's like up that. in 2021. Yep. And then they got Eric Bledsoe, who honestly, George Hill looked like the starting point guard last year. In the yeah, playoffs. that's the only signing. Well, they did that before the season, but it's the only signing that I was really questioning with Milwaukee. Like, imagine if they had Regular Brogdon right now and not Bledsoe. Yeah. That, they'd be a killer team. Regular season, right Bledsoe decision. was great. I was watching the regular season. I was like, oh, that was a great pickup. Yeah, and, it definitely was. And then playoffs kind of hit around. And. I just was like, what happened to Eric Bledsoe? Why is he not performing anymore? Why is George Hill outperforming Eric Bledsoe? But outside of that, then I got Philly. I think it was good they got Tobias Harris back, added Al Horford, uh, running it back with obviously the the duo, Embiid and Simmons. Uh, I think they should have a pretty solid year this year. Then I got Boston. Uh, I just think this year... Kemba, although I don't think he's the talent Kyrie is, I think that it'll kind of rejuvenate the locker room a little bit, having that kind of point guard leadership role back in the hands of someone who was nothing but loved in Charlotte. Everyone had nothing, like, had nothing but nice things and great things to say about him. Plus, I mean, I think people forget about just how good Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are. More so Jason Tatum. He had a little bit of a sophomore slump last year, but I look for him to get back. Hopefully he doesn't work out with Kobe anymore. No no ridiculous, no long twos. deep deep twos, fadeaways, dribble out to the end of the shot clock. I think Gordon Hayward can make an impact too. I'm excited. I just hope he doesn't piss anyone off. If he <laughs> again. Brad Stevens just keeps him in the game. Just the just, Indiana connection. Come uh, on, come yeah, on. Tough. And then I got this is a tough one for the last little spot. I'm probably going with Indiana running I like it back. It. I like yeah, it. Victor Oladipo coming back. Then Malcolm Brown was a huge signing. Uh, Miles Turner, just great, great. Sabonis, yeah, yeah Sabonis is nice. I actually got to meet Miles Turner. Really? Yeah, at school. It was pretty. Oh, cool. yeah, I remember seeing that picture. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, for me, my four, I'm gonna go with Milwaukee, number one, running it back, pretty much same team. Besides, obviously, like we addressed, losing Brogdon, but I, I think Giannis is gonna have another great season. I think Milwaukee isn't gonna be affected with losing Brogdon that much, really. Um, They're just a really solid team, running it back. They're going to do good. Two, I got Philly, um, as much as it kills me to say. But they got Al Horford, the Embiid stopper, so that definitely helps them out come playoff time. And then just on top of that, they just have a great starting lineup. Uh, a A lot of really, really good players on that team. Uh, we'll see how deep they are, but they're, I think they're definitely going to lock up that two seed, if not the one. And then for the three, I'm also going to say the Celtics. They got Kemba, who's not as good as Kyrie, but he's definitely the better fit. Uh, as Pat was saying, 
Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, watch out for them this year. They're definitely not going to have the type of season that they had last year. They're both I, – I, like, I'm going to guarantee them they're going to have better seasons. Um, besides that, I think they're going to make another move. Danny Ainge is always addressing his weaknesses, and uh, whether that's trading Hayward for someone else or trying to find that that big defensive guy that we want, the big center that we want, because uh, Ennis Cantor is good on offense, but he, he's not he's not the type of defense that they're looking for. Yeah. So, um, and then they also got Taco Fall. If he makes the roster, I mean, I, I think hope he makes the roster. Yeah, it'd be that'd be pretty cool to see. Um, and then at the four, I'm actually going to say the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Kyrie is not a leader. He showed that this year, but I think he has enough capability to drag the Nets to a four seed. And it's really not like the Nets were are too bad. They didn't lose that many guys. Um, They're the sixth seed this year. Indiana, they have Victor Oladipo coming back. You don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent to start. Might might take him a while to get back into it. He'll probably come back about halfway through the season. And then you got a, a few new guys on there that, like Brogdon, he's going to have to find his role. You lost Bogdanovich. He signed with Utah. So it's really not the same team. Uh, I, I think they're going to be the five seed, but I got the Nets at four. That's going to be a good series if it happens. Yeah. That's it, Indiana. I'd like that series a it lot. Would, it definitely would be. So um, going from there, what's your finals prediction right now? Um. I'll say Clippers, Clippers Bucks. Let's say Giannis gets there. Let's set. Let's do it. Clippers Bucks. Pat. Um, Pelicans Heat. I would love that. Let's go. All right, now we're rolling with the Clippers and going with the Vegas odds. Uh, I think they probably have not just the two stars, but to match those two stars, probably the deepest, just supporting cast any two major top ten stars have ever had in the NBA. Yeah, Montrezl Harrell, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly. They got a great team. They really do. Landry a great Shamit. coach. Landry Shamit. They kept yeah, him. They're a wagon. They they're really kept good. him. Yeah. I mean, a little awkward there with uh, Doc Rivers and Paul George. Paul I'm wondering George dated how his that's daughter, go. but uh, she, he cheated on her. I mean, Doc probably doesn't really care. To yeah. be honest, I don't know. If, he's probably just like, yeah, you're a superstar. <laughs> like, yeah, go play you're, like you're, it, you're, man. About get, <laughs> you're about to get me another championship. Um, For me, I'm not going against the GOAT. I'm saying it's going to be the Lakers. LeBron leading the way through the West. Playing point guard Charge now. it through. Yep, playing point guard as reported today. Big surprise there. Not really. He's going to bring up the ball either I like way. the move. Yeah. Like and then I'm going to say the Bucks make it. I think Giannis is going to be able to bring him there. Um, so, yeah, Bucks Lakers, my prediction. All right, let me finish mine and get to the East. Uh, oh, I got shit, the, my I, bad. I got the Clippers, as I just said, and I'm going to go with the Bucks. I think this is Giannis's year to make it. Oh, my bad. I, I thought you said the Bucks already. Oh, no, yeah. You know, I said the Heat, but we're going to scratch that. Yeah, all right. So, I would. It's what if Russ goes? What if Russ goes? If Russ comes, I mean, hey, they could be jumping for that four seed. Honestly. Honestly I mean, it's wide open. It really is. Who knows? Three seed is, too. Like, I Literally, know, I was, I was scared walk. picking the Celtics. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so moving on from the NBA, yesterday... Yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. yesterday today's Sunday, today's, today's, yeah. today's Monday. Monday yeah. yeah, all right, yeah. Didn't know what day it was for a second. This backup pause is confusing me right I know, now. it really yeah. is. I'm going back in time. But the women, USA soccer team, won the World Cup yet again. Big, big, big win for them. But honestly, not really that big of a surprise. I mean, they were heavy favorites. They really were. So they started off the World Cup. Absolutely trashing and disrespecting the country of Thailand by <laughs> putting up 13 goals on them. That's not even fair. That's in soccer. That is such a big blowout. If you're a professional athlete, you don't let off. That's more disrespectful. I feel like. Oh Keep yeah. On scoring them goal. Them goals. Yeah, I didn't mind that at oh, all. Oh yeah, and and uh, tiebreakers are uh, based off point differential mm-hmm. anyway. So you, you really had to it. run it up. Uh, the next game they beat Chile three nothing with ease, and then Sweden two nothing. And then they get to the round of 16. They beat Spain 2-1. to one. Then in the corner final, they beat France 2-1. to one. And then in the semifinals, they beat England 2-1 to one again. Um, Alex Morgan did the little uh, teacup celebration, which I love. A lot of people were, were kind of putting her on blast for that, especially over in England. But come They're on. just salty. Yeah. It's really fine. Let her celebrate how she wants to celebrate. It wasn't disrespectful. 
Yeah. I mean, it was a little, a little showboaty, but whatever. Like, have some swagger. Like, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it yeah. was hilarious. I think that's just a difference between confidence and cockiness. That yeah. had, like that had like no ill will in it. She yeah, was she wasn't showing. You scored a goal in the World Cup. Who wouldn't celebrate? Right. Exactly. That was a great game. I was. They called that offsides. They brought. They took the goal back. I was. I was shaking in my boots when. Uh, when Great Britain scored that goal, I was so happy they yeah. called it back. And then the save was amazing as well. Yeah. And then um, yesterday, in the final game versus the Netherlands, they win 2-0. Uh, great win for them. It was great to see. So uh, Megan Rapineau, she had the penalty kick in the 61st minute to put them up one nothing. And then Rose Lavelle in the 69th minute had the goal where she uh, came across midfield, dribbled up. Boop! Right in the goal. That was nasty. Yeah, she's it, it so was. fast. She, she, she <laughs> she's can, like lightning. She can fly. She can fly for sure. And she's pretty young too, so I think she'll probably be the future of the USA uh, USA's sure. team. That was her first World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. It was. Um, it seems like they're always stacked with talent. It just seems like they're they're always built for the future with a few veterans. You saw like uh, Rapino and Rapino, my bad, and Alex Morgan are veterans, but you got the mix of young players as well. It seems like they're always a threat, you know. Yeah, because Alex Morgan like was that young player, yep. that young star. Now she's really becoming the veteran at thirty years old. I think she is now. But uh, yeah, they're they're built for the future. They'll be back in the World Cup four years from now, probably winning another one. But a good weekend for USA Soccer for sure. So uh, moving on from that, or any 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 guys want to say anything else? It's on just it? good to see uh, USA Soccer have a good showing at the world stage because soccer is a sport that the USA could definitely get more involved in, and it's just good to see people gather around a not so popular sport in this country. Definitely, professionally wise. I mean, it's it's a huge sport. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Um, the announcers said that uh, they were football winners at the end of the game. No, when America wins, we're soccer winners at the end of the game. Yeah, we have to piss everybody else yeah, off. We're calling that soccer. Women, women's, women's soccer, it's soccer. Men's, it's football. We're calling it that until USA, until, US, until Team USA shows up on the men's side. Yeah. yeah, until they actually make it to the World Cup. Yep. All right, so moving on, let's talk about the British Open. It's coming up. we got two majors left in golf. And the British Open is the next one. It's going to be played at Royal Portrush Golf Club in Northern Ireland, starting on July 18th. Um, this is this is obviously it's a major, so it's one of the biggest tournaments of the year. The winner is going to come away with just under two million dollars. Uh, Pat, you want to tell us about the odds? Yeah, so the odds going into this tournament uh, at the top of the list, no surprise, Brooks Kepka at six to one. He's been killing it. Had an unbelievable last couple of years. Um, Roy McIlroy coming in and second with ten to one odds. Then we got Tiger Woods twelve to one, uh, that amazing Masters victory earlier this year, yeah. and just easily a crowd favorite wherever he goes. I don't know. If, I mean, I feel like those odds like are just kind of biased. Like I, I love Tiger. I was so happy when he won the Masters, but like the last few tournaments that he's played in, he's had a good. It just hasn't like, been the, the same. I mean, he didn't yeah. make he didn't make the cut at the U.S. At Open. Page, yeah. yeah, I had a friend that went to. Uh, Beth Page for the U.S. Open, and I was at school with him when his dad called me. He's like, "Oh, we're going to Beth Page Black. We're going to the U.S. Open. They're going on Saturday." He was so excited, like I get to see Tiger coming off a Masters victory, and Tiger just didn't make the cut. So hate to see that. But keep going, Pat. So then we got uh, going down a little more. Uh, Dustin Johnson tied with Tiger at twelve to one odds. Uh, then we got Justin Rose in there going like towards the middle of the list with sixteen to one. Spieth with twenty to one, we got Justin Thomas, another fan favorite, thirty to one, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau with forty to one. And I like the value in that. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> never know when he's going to shock you. That unorthodox swing, a lot of physics in his swing. Obviously, that chip last weekend. Uh, don't hat. know, don't know if he screwed over in the physics in that. The hat, the hat. Not a fan of the hat. Not, I'm not either. Would you like to specify, like, just talk about his hat a little bit? I yeah, know. it's like one. I don't even know what they're called. It's like just the little caps on your head that, like, the brim's kind of like tucked inside. Like, it's like a what you picture an old person like driving a yeah. A really I old know. Car. I know the look of it. I can't name it either. Yeah, it's I have on no the tip idea of my what the tongue. hat's called. 
I think all style in golf could be changed a little bit. I like the way Tiger's going. He's got good style. There's a few others with good style. They let you Overall, wear shorts on I'm tour just, now. Like, yeah. Phil, yeah, Phil Mickelson. They're trending in the right direction. Yeah, Phil Mickelson has been showing off the calves. Cam, can you please – so Cam, if you didn't know, is a big golf reporter for uh, the undergrad. Cam, can you please list up list us your top five uh, just for how you think it's going to go? All right, so my uh, – that's a little bit of a false statement. I'm very uneducated in the golf world, but I watch sometimes, you know, the big moments. I saw Tiger win his Masters. You know, I'm I'm no golf idiot per se, but yes, my top five picks for this one. I like John Rahm. I like him. I don't know. He's got he's got spirit. <laughs> have, you <ever> seen <laughs> have you ever seen him play? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple times. Okay. Um, Patrick Cantley. He's got a cool name, and he was threatening Tiger – on the Masters that one time. He's 25 to that 1 odds. Time. Patrick Cantley, that's my boy. I uh, got to go with a familiar name here. I like Dustin Johnson. Um, he could very much win it. Roy <laughs> McIlroy, which <laughs> seems to be going good for him as well. And my fifth pick, Pat, I'm going to go with an oddball here Sergio Garcia. I've always loved Sergio Garcia. No clue why. No clue why. Just the name. Like <laughs> Big, fan. Name. I, Big fan. I'm surprised you uh, left out Brooks Kevin. Yeah, well, that's the one person I feel like um, everyone has on the list. He's finished first or, set, or second in six majors since no, I 2017. Like um, I'll be rooting for him. I he's just... really been killing it, and he's slowly becoming the face of golf. Um, just remember he's, if John Rahm wins. Just watch Matt Wolf, though. John Matt Rahm. Wolf's on the come up. That eagle to win was crazy. Also, I like Rory. Rory coming off that really good Canadian Open. He's He should look good coming up. Tiger, obviously everyone hopes Tiger has a good showing, and the ratings go yeah. up. Everyone yeah. loves it. It's good for golf. Always a featured golfer. Mm-hmm. But um, besides that, I mean, it, it's it's a bit of a different approach. It's, it's Lynx golf. Lynx golf is is something of its own. You have holes sharing greens. The greens are massive. You miss fairways. You're in an insane amount of fescue. Just something that you, you don't want to be in. As a casual golf fan, I'll tell you, I'll be tuning in on Sunday. Not not the three days before, just on Sunday? It's possible, but I'm going to go with probably not. Yeah, you'd probably have to be pretty bored, huh? Yeah, you know, got stuff to do. He's going to watch John Rahm for the first time. Yeah, I'm going to be like, who's this guy? It's yeah, always my pick. It's my pick. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> All right, so moving on, Cam, you want to talk about the Home Run Derby? Yeah, I'm excited uh, for tonight's Home Run Derby, so... Hopefully we get this out tonight. If not, maybe I'll be right with my pick, and then I'll look cool. Yeah, probably retrospect. won't be up in time. Uh, Apple Podcast takes us a little while to upload since we're still new. I think it's still new. something to hit on. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. I wish that Kristen Yelich was in it because he was my pick, but he's out with back. Uh, I guess it's like a back. He said he it's precaution. It. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly just he doesn't want to take all He'll still be playing in the All-Star game. Yeah, and uh, he was actually my pick because I think the lefties have the advantage in this park. So now – um, I like the field. Like it's an awesome field. You got rookie Pete Alonso, and he's got some major power. He's like built like Aaron Judge, and he can really swing it. You got Alex Bregman, who has been in a derby before. Same with Jock Peterson. He was actually runner up in a derby once. Uh, Carlos Santana. He's a hometown, the hometown favorite for the Indians. Um, I'm not sure he'll have that great a showing, but we'll see. Uh, you got the rookie Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's a sensation, and I think he just got a better first round matchup because he was matched up with Yelich, where now he's matched up with Matt Chapman, and I think he could take that easily. And Vladdy's been blowing up social media ever since he got drafted with the bombs he's been hitting. So right. I'm I'm really excited to see him. There was play. a video of him the other day, um, just taking practice for the home run derby, and he was hitting moonshots. I'm afraid though with him that maybe he's going to focus on maybe showing out and hit him a little too far. And maybe, because like, it's a timed event, you're just trying to hit him as many out as you can. Yeah. And maybe he'll be a little tired. He'll I be think. going for the longest ball. Yeah, I think he will win. hit the longest ball. That's my prediction. But I think a home run derby veteran's going to win this, and I think it's going to be Jock Peterson. The lefties have the advantage. I like Josh Bell, too, and it pains me that I didn't pick Josh Bell, but I'm going with Jock. I think more winning for the Dodgers. Why not? All right. So moving on from there, definitely tune in to the Home Run Derby because it's always fun to watch. Check out the All-Star Game as well. But like, I, mean, I think all- the All-Star Game is the best form of All-Star Game is Major League Baseball. It beats the NBA. It beats the NHL. I don't watch the NHL. Because you really, you really can't. Like, you 
have to play baseball wholeheartedly. You can't just like go through the motions. Like, yeah. Seeing the NBA, like guys jogging up the court, hucking threes, just like looking for the alley oops. Right. But like in baseball, like you actually have to play. Yeah, and it's it's fun and exciting. It's really just pitcher versus hitter, and these guys are competitive. They want to show out, and I think it it makes for the most competitive games. All All Star games are down to the ninth. You know, close game situations, stuff like that. I'm just glad Xander Bogarts isn't in it. Wouldn't you agree? Cam? No, he Tyler? isn't. Oh, he, he is. is. Yeah, he. he yep. Is. Last minute. Injury, last minute. And injury replacement. Hopefully, Devers can get in on injury replacement somewhere. I'm not sure he will now because obviously well, the two two guys that are, are definitely deserving to be in the All Star game that yeah. weren't originally chosen. But we'll save that for another time. Sure. You guys spoke on that in the first one. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, did. We did. We did pretty good. I was job listening too. to that today at work. There you go. All right. So moving on, let's talk about Grand Theft Auto Six because that has been leaked, and we'll move on from sports now. And this is something that's huge. It's big for me, big for, I know, a lot of our friends, just because of how impactful this game is has been on our childhoods. So, starting there. So, GTA 6 is apparently roughly based off Narcos. Um, it's going to take place in, like, the 70s and 80s, and you build yourself up as this drug lord who's named Ricardo. And you're only one player. It's not like GTA 5 where you transition through three. Um, it's supposedly only going to be on the next-gen consoles, and that's not PS4, Xbox Xbox One. It's going to be the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Project Scarlet, which I haven't even heard of yet, but these are the reports I'm reading. Um, it, it, should, it sounds like it's going to be a crazy game. They're bringing back a bunch of different maps. They're bringing back... Vice City, San Andreas, Liberty City, which was my personal favorite from GTA 4. And then they're supposedly making two other maps in, or one large map that's going to take place in South America. So this game's going to be all over the place. Yeah, so personally, I really enjoy just kind of a story, like a story mode game like GTA, Assassin's Creed. I really think it's easy to get into those games. Personally, I know I'm going to play, like, 28 hours in the first, like, three days, and then I'm going to burn out for a week and keep on coming back. But that's the great part about these games. You can just pick up right where you left off in the story mode. It's not like Call of Duty where you stop playing for a week, everyone else is nice now. It's just something you can follow. Um, Cam, what do you think? Um, I like the game. I think the more maps and the more creative outlets for people, and I like the new thing uh, that you can keep all your what is it weapons and like stuff in your car yeah you store it's like a storage unit i think that's so cool yeah so it's like your your horse and red dead Dead redemption so you're not carrying everything i think they've definitely made some new tweaks to the game that'll make it really interesting and just the more maps and the more ways that people can play where it doesn't get boring i think the better it'll be and this game seems to be following that path perfectly yeah gta 5 when it came out was absolutely mind-blowing to me right the storyline and all the different missions, and you know they're just going to one-up it with GTA 6. And, I mean, this has been something I've been waiting to hear for so long. Because, honestly, Grand Theft Auto is probably one of my favorite games that I've ever played. I think it's so much fun. But, um, moving on from there... Wait, 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 wait. one thing, one thing. Oh, yeah. And outside of GTA, if you're more of a Fortnite, Apex, Call of Duty kind of person, hit my Twitch, at pmyers25. Get the follows up, get the views up. Streaming, not too much, but uh, check out me and my roommate. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty nice. There you and go. That's, Love uh, to that's hear that. Pat is good at video games. Yeah. He beats me quite often. So, shout out, Pat. Thank you. All right, so let's move self on shout to... Self-shout out, Pat. Self-shout yeah, out. self-shout out. Let's move on to our couple segments before we wrap up here. Um, we can start off with our hot takes. Okay, so we're going to put 60 seconds on the board. We're just going to go around, we're going to give a hot take, and you have 60 seconds to explain yourself. So, Pat, do you want to start? I'd love to start. All right, I'll I'll start the time when you start talking. All right, so my hot take, I think the Knicks are making the playoffs in the East. I'm going with a core, with their core of young talent. I think R.J. Barrett's going to be a stud at some point in the league. It'll be a good learning experience for him. They got Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith Jr., my man, Frankie Nicotine, no idea if he's going to be any good, but I see him working out with Chris Brickley, so why not? Just bet on him. I love I love Alondo Trier. I think he was an absolute steal. Kadeem Allen's a good player. Then they also just acquired Taj Gibson and Julius Randle, who might be one of the most underrated players in the NBA. 
Julius Randle had a crazy season last year. What was it? It was like 20, 20 and 10. Yeah, it was like 23 points too. And like something, yeah, it was just ridiculous. And wasn't really talked about. Um, I also don't really mind them not giving Kevin Durant the max. Because let's be real, the Knicks have had the worst luck in the past couple of seasons with the free agency from Mari Stoudemire to Stephen Marbury. I just, I like them just kind of keep on building for the future. Wow, it was perfect. I just like I'd like to let you know on that take that your boy RJ Barrett is starting off nice in summer. Like, just kidding, he's seven for thirty-three, lighting right. the world all on right. fire. How did Kobe White do? Kobe White's all right. I don't really care about UNC guys. Once they get past UNC, Cam's a big UNC fan. Whatever. All I right. do. I do love Kobe White. I think he's gonna be good. Okay, so Cam, do you want to go or I can go? Uh, you. You can go first. I'll, I got a pretty. I'll time I got a hot take for today. Like right, I so want to leave it. Put the sitting. time on the board for All me. Right, this is your last official hot take oh, as we'll the host. Well, no, oh, as, as the, the host. host. As the host, yeah, yeah. it is. I'll I'll come back now and then a few episodes, but All right. oh yeah, censor content will always be like we'll always have guests on. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, so my hot take is that the Warriors will be no better than a seven seed in the West next year, and oh. Wow, why are you saying that? The Warriors are a dynasty. Well, it's over. It is over. Klay Thompson tore his ACL. He's not going to be back for half the year. Steph Curry has shown to be injury prone, and while he's a great player, that's going to be a huge workload for him to carry, especially if they trade D'Angelo Russell because they're going to trade him for probably more than one piece, and that's that's a lot of new players that he's going to deal with. They got Willie Cauley-Stein. They got to learn how to play with him. They... I've lost a few other players, and I think it's going to be too much for Steph Curry to actually be able to carry them into a decent position in the playoffs. And alongside that, Draymond Green, he's not the Draymond Green he used to be. His numbers have started to deteriorate. He dared Kevin Durant to leave. Kevin Durant left. Um, It's just not the Warriors' core that it has been over the past couple seasons, and they're going to fail because of it. Good timing again. Good timing again. All right, Cam. All right. I'm going to move away from the sports hot takes here and just uh, go with a little uh, pop culture TV. All right, I'll start when you start with the time. All right, sounds good. Start it up. All right, guys, it's time to face it. I've seen a lot of outrage about this show, how it might get canceled, possibly not on Netflix, and then they bailed it out and paid for it. Turns out, terrible decision. Friends, not a good show. Okay, listen, the characters are the same throughout all of the seasons. The only one that truly grows is Rachel, and she barely grows. She just goes from a rich snob to someone who works for a living, and oh, that's cool. Ross and Rachel's relationship is a terrible relationship and should not be glorified like it is. Um, I think it's an overrated. I think Chandler and Monica's relationship is much realer. I believe in it more, but honestly, they don't grow either. Chandler's the funny, sarcastic one, and oh, he makes his little quips, and it's, oh, it's cool to laugh at. Monica's a neat freak, and that's the joke. Are you you shitting me? (laughs) So then you've got Ross, who's just whiny. The whole show, why does he have to whine like that? Then you've got Joey and Phoebe, who literally don't change the whole time. Joey's dumb, Phoebe's weird. That's how it goes. That's the whole show. That's, That's what you came up with. That's the creative thing that people rant about forever now. Pretty good. Good time. Garbage. First season's easily the best season in that show. Straight downhill and the same from there. They don't mix up the setting ever. Joey Joey starts out, you know, as a normal person, he gets beyond stupid as the show goes on. And Phoebe gets beyond weird, which maybe that's her thing, but like, it's just the same old, same old man. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, I've seen all the episodes, but it's never a show that like I really get that into. I mean, I like it. I enjoy it. I just... I think it's overrated. Yeah, there are way better sitcoms to watch. You think so? Like yeah. What? Give me some examples. The Office, Parks and Rec, New Girl, Schitt's Creek is good. I just started watching that. I'm pr- I'm a fan of Schitt's Creek. I've only seen four episodes, but I am ready to see it through. Well, before you get there, Cam, let's let's move to our next segment here. Okay, so our next segment is going to be Cam's going to do this once a week. It's a Cam's cinema recommendations and reviews. He's gonna either he's going to review a TV show or movie where he's going to actually give spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, skip through it, and he's going to rate it, and then he's going to recommend you a movie or TV show to watch that he enjoyed, and he's not going to spoil it. So, Cam, what do you got? Well, Tyler, I'm going to start off with a recommendation, and that is a Netflix original. It's one season so far. It just came out um, this spring. I really enjoyed it. It's called Dead to Me. Um, it's, it's kind of a thriller slash comedy. It's got some... 
really kind of dark stuff, but it's mixed with enough comedy that it's good to get through. The storylines just keep coming. It really kept me interested throughout all 10 episodes. I was on the edge of my seat for about seven of them, and that's how you know it's a good TV show. I didn't check my phone much when I was watching it, which is always how I grade a TV show. I pretty much <laughs> average like one phone check per episode, which is really good we guys like stats. I'm, we, this is good like, I'm, a, with stats. I'm addicted to twitter so like when i don't check like instagram or twitter during a show you know you kept me engaged and i would say at least seven out of ten of the episodes like three through ten guys electric tv i can't recommend this show enough all right so without without ruining it what's it what's it kind of about it's about a grieving widow and her path, she meets a new friend who's kind of mysterious, and there's some shady business operations going on. A um, bunch of, like, it's kind of murder mystery-ish, okay. I'd say. It's, honestly, it's a show that's so easy to spoil, so I'm really trying hard not to. Because, like, there's some big turns that I just don't want to give away too much. Um, the main actress, I, I'm forgetting her name at the moment, she does a great job. She's fantastic. Um, I love really, they're not really big name actresses. But um, they get oh, the job done. Christina Applegate, I Christina think, I think Applegate. she's a pretty big. Actress. I'm talking about her supporting cast. Okay, but I uh, Christina Applegate did a great job, really portraying real emotions, and it really kept the show going. Like through, there was sometimes where you could tell maybe it would dip off, but no, it just kept getting better. Excellent writing, excellent acting. Oh, it also has Steve Wood, who is in the Notebook in Westworld, also Enchanted, X Men, Twenty Seven Dresses. Hairspray, just so to, not so not big actors, Cam. Just to name a few, yeah. no. But uh, yeah, Christina Applegate's a, a really a really good actress. But uh, what do you got for a review now? My review now. Warning: there are spoilers here, so if you don't want to hear them, you might want to skip this part. All right, yeah, we will edit in a time where I say like go to this time if you don't want spoilers. So you'll obviously would have heard that by now, and it's gonna be in the show notes. Yep, and here's. The review. It's on New Girl. I just finished it. It's also on Netflix. Um, it follows the lives of Nick, Jess, Smith, Cece, Winston, and for a brief while, Coach, they form friendships over Jess being the new girl in the loft. There's romantic, uh, there's romantic feelings involved between Jess and a few characters, including Nick, which, let me tell you, that was one of the worst parts of the show for me, is them forcing Jess and Nick's relationship right down my throat. I didn't need it. I thought it was good at first. Then they broke up around season five, and you know what? It should have stayed that way, but then guess what? They got together. The real relationship, which I believed, were both of Winston, who is one of the people who live in the loft, and his girlfriend, Allie. They were detectives on the police force. They really grew a chemistry, and I think that's the chemistry that Nick and Jess were missing. Um, Cece and Smith. Cece is a model. She's Jess's best friend, and Smith lives in the loft with Nick, Jess, and Winston. They end up getting married. It's... A great relationship. I actually got invested in that one. Tears at the wedding, guys. I promise they did a great storyline with that. It was a very interesting wedding. Uh, I really, somewhat, they're just quirky guys. They get you interested in the show. The thing was, the Nick and Jess relationship took a, a lot from my overall rating. Like, I would give it much higher. I think it has that top scale sitcom caliber. It's like your thing with friends. Right, no, it's way better than Friends, guys. Trust me, I would bomb Friends. I'm just all comparing the relationship. New girls, very good. Yeah, I think they definitely take away from it a little bit, but um, it's so, seven seasons, uh, twenty-one minutes a piece. Um, so what's what's your overall rating? Would you say? I'd say. Were we going out of, out of ten? Out of ten, look, it's really good comedy. I laughed out loud a lot. It had some of the funnier parts I've ever seen in sitcoms. But the thing was, the relationships weren't as real and. They were in the same scene the whole time. They were either in the bar or at their loft. For like the first five seasons, they stayed in the same two spots. That That's a big thing for me in sitcoms. But let's see. I'm going to give it a 7.8. There you go. So what we learned about Cam today, really into how rooms uh, look during shows and really enjoys intimate relationships throughout shows. I think if comedies for the can chick-fil-a. have intimate relationships, it really adds something to it. Well, you just trash them, so obviously it doesn't. No, I trash the fake ones, Pat. Jess and Nick are not real. Smith and CC. No one's real. Something. real. It's a show. Hey, they made me, but I cried. All right, so <laughs> don't want to say that. That's gonna wrap it up for. Uh... Oh, oh wait, hold on. We got some news. We got some news before we finish here. All right, Pat, you want you want to share with us this news? Yes. So, uh, 
Reports are saying that uh, once guard Avery Bradley clears his waivers today, he plans to sign a two-year, $9.7 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Bradley Beal will... Uh, <laughs> Avery Bradley, sorry. Tyler oh, yeah. said Bradley Beal earlier. Confused me a little bit. Avery Bradley will have a player option on the second season. Also, news coming out of the Lakers is that LeBron will reportedly be running at the point guard this season, although I feel like he's been running point guard for the past, his whole career. I mean, it was either LeBron, Rondo, or Alex Caruso. I mean, who do you want? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that could definitely switch things up. Maybe Kuzma slides into that kind of finishing role because, I mean, let's be real. If they got Kawhi, Kuzma might have had to slip to the bench. So this could be a great yeah. thing for Kuzma's career path. Uh, there's going to be a huge lineup. Also, Russell Westbrook is open to a trade to the Miami Heat, along with something else there, Cam, that you found out. Also, the Timberwolves are active in pursuing Russell Westbrook, and I think that can make them a uh, pseudo-contender for a playoff spot in the West, at least. Towns, Westbrook, uh, it'll be in... I mean, Towns is a monster. People forget about him because he's stuck in Minnesota, but... right. You definitely got to think that they'd be sending Andrew Wiggins to OKC. Yeah, and that would be perfect for them. Not so much perfect for the Thunder. I don't know the upside in that besides clearing cap space and the rebuilding process. But All right. Well, I think that does it for us today. Um, thanks for listening to Censored Content. Definitely check out our website, which will hopefully be up soon. We'll have all of our articles. We all write for it. And then on top of that, check out our other podcasts. We got... Uh, free money with me and Jack talk about all your personal finances just how to get through address the millennials and then uh, we're going to be dropping an episode of the townies hopefully here in the next week where we talk all about different Boston sports and then hopefully sometime next week we'll be dropping the first episode of the business breakdown just an overview of what went on in the world of economics this week and um, you guys are probably going to have Another episode of Sensor Content dropping yeah. soon. Yeah, so a little, little new format. We're kind of taking a new format. You know, Tyler's leaving us for greener pastures, and we're going to be here on Sensor Content doing this style of show once a week for you, and then more of a roundtable discussion like for the next show. Right. So we're, gonna have, we're gonna try to have like a weekly recap, uh, <laughs> probably coming out every Sunday around there, Sunday or Monday. Uh, then we're gonna try to just have like a, a free flow and just more of a. A conversation pod uh, throughout the towards the end of the week, like a little roundtable discussion. It'll, it'll, it'll still be twice a week, but this show that you just heard will probably only take place once a week, and then it'll be like a so more... you have the structured format with all the different right. uh, topics that you're and the segments and the takes. Of You'll hear all the, the takes. Week. Yep. Looking forward to having some guests on that right. uh, late week podcast. Uh, format is subject to change whenever because we're our own bosses now. Me and Cam, yeah, taking over the show uh, at the same time. Love Tyler. Thank you for the service. Awesome. I'll, I mean, Keep I'll definitely... Keep up the free money work. That show's a wagon. Thank you. That Appreciate show, it. Uh, you need to listen to free money. I'll definitely be back swinging by censored content. Oh, yeah. You'll uh, probably hear from the whole times. company. Yeah, you'll hear from... It's every, a small company. It's a very small company. If you'd like to invest, Looking please to send us an email. Looking to grow. Yeah, but uh, email us, the, the censored content podcast at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, stuff you want to talk about. Subscribe, um, unsubscribe. Yep, subscribe, unsubscribe on then Google Play again. and Apple Podcasts. Tell all your friends about it. And um, make sure to review. Make sure to review. Yeah, five stars. Five stars. Maybe four. Maybe five. Depends how I mean, you feel. Preferably five. I mean, we deserve maybe like four and a half. But give us five. We kept anyway. Sam out off this podcast. If you want to give the first one a four. This one a five. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, hopefully within the next few weeks we'll have to line up some interesting energy for you guys. But besides that, Sam, Pat, see you later. Good. That was Censored Content, presented by The Undergrad, the procrastination resource.